Hey everyone, my name is Brooke Ferreira. I'm a licensed associate marriage and family therapist. Each week you'll be listening to me or one of my guests talk about what it takes to really live authentically. So this is the Nurture and Be podcast. Okay, this week we're kind of changing it up on the podcast. I have Serena on here. You guys have heard her before. Um, She was a holistic health coach talking previously, but she is going to be the one kicking off our series around stories. And I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but my hope with this is that there's no editing, there's no um, questions or guiding, really. It's just allowing people to share their stories, allowing people to um, get off whatever they have on their chest and just create a space of safety so that other people can hear these stories and connect to different parts of it and know that they're not alone. Because I think so many times we we think that we're alone in all these really hard um, struggles and wounds and things that we go through. But something that I've learned as a therapist is that y'all are all saying the same damn thing. And so my hope with this is that I can show you that, um, you know, in a very ethical way. So hi, Serena. Good morning. Uh, So excited to be on here um, and share my story because I agree with you. We all kind of have similar issues and it's good to feel like you're not alone mm-hmm. uh, with the hard things that you deal with. Mm-hmm. So I know today we were going to kind of go over um, just my story into my relationship with food mm-hmm. and with my body. Um, <clears throat> so I would say probably when I was 15, I switched schools and I had I had some trouble just feeling I hadn't really had like a boyfriend yet. I was maybe a little bit made fun of in middle school, but I feel like everyone's made fun of in middle school. So it doesn't, it didn't really affect me. I kind of had some thick skin about it. And then whenever I switched schools, I realized, um, or maybe I, I thought I was overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really wasn't, I was in the right percentile. I mean, it, there's, everyone's everyone's body is different so mm-hmm. back in the day um i actually switched schools because i was partying too much in high school mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my parents um wanted to get me away from that um and i think just like everyone maybe realizes this when they're in college when you party and when you drink you have a little bit of bloating and excess weight and sometimes even that comes with depression and um I think for me I had like a little bit of body dysmorphia and thinking that there was something wrong with me when there wasn't Mm -hmm. um that you know that could be some bullying that could just be the effects of drinking too young Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so Again, back when I was like 15, I started to have a weird relationship with food and just also talking to other kids my age. Um, You know, I I remember having a friend at my new school that it was a guy and he only ate salad ever. And he would only eat like half of a salad. And he's like, I'm just trying to get abs. And I just remember thinking like, I guess that's the only way. Like you have to like, you can't finish your food. You have to only eat salad um, with no dressing and just like so many weird diet things. Um, So there was a time period right when I got to that school, I'd say it was like mid semester of the 
the first or mid quarter of the first quarter, um, I started to not eat. And when I would eat, I would, um, I don't really know how to like say this. So I, cause it's, I feel like bulimia is such a strong word. I only struggled with it for about a week. And then I was like, this is not something that I'm really going to like sustain or do for a long time, but I would go and I would throw up my food but it was only around dinner time and I would hide it from my aunt and I would hide it. Obviously I've hid it from everyone. There's not really a lot of people that know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I finally just told my mom, like, you know, Hey mom, I'm not happy. And like, I don't know why it's just all surrounding my body. And she helped me get into a gym. So every day after school, I would go to the gym. Um, I think that that helped me. It gave me a little bit of a healthy outlet. um, When I was feeling, feeling bad about myself or my weight or anything. Um, I do just kind of want to say like a little disclosure that you don't have to go to the gym to eat three meals a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want anyone to think like, okay, uh, I can eat whatever I want. If I go to the gym, you know, like I, if I go to the gym, I'm allowed to eat or eat what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you should just always listen to your body or try to tap into that, you know, inner guide and inner tuition and find what works for you. Um, but that was kind of just the start of some of the struggles that I had with like, uh, my mind and body being disconnected. I went ahead and got like really serious in soccer and got really serious about my body. And I was still eating fairly healthy. I really didn't like eat meat a lot whenever I was in high school, but I would go play soccer for, uh, throughout the summer, like all day, and then go have like a cheese wrap at Taco Bell. So I still struggled with what to eat. Um, but I was so active that it didn't really matter. And I, you know, I feel like a lot of us experience this through our teenage years, you put on weight, and you can take off weight so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so throughout that time frame, I definitely did lose a lot of weight. I think like my junior, senior year, I was pretty small or had dropped I think 20, 30 pounds, um, from my sophomore year. And I really felt good. I felt like that was like my natural, my natural weight. I was pretty much eating whatever I wanted and then, um, you know, working out and stuff still. Um, it wasn't until like college after college, I definitely gained like the (laughs) freshman 15, maybe 20, Um, I, from there had moved back in with my parents. They had, I went from Orlando to Tampa and in Tampa, I had met a guy that wasn't the best for me. And I think that relationship with him made me have a really bad relationship with myself and just honestly picking the wrong outlets again. Um, I was working out like two to three times a day. I'd run in the morning or I'd go to the gym after work and I'd be there for four hours, which is completely unnecessary. I mean, now I think about it and I'm like, how was I working out for four hours? Like that's, that wasn't every day, but that was still ridiculous. Um, that time of my life was, really hard to look back on and reflect about because I probably looked happy and like looked pretty good from the outside, but inside I was really struggling. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was the smallest I've ever been. And, um, 
you'd think from like my high school self, I just really wanted to lose so much weight and be like skinny. And, um, but whenever I was 19, I had that and it really felt empty and, um, just, just not good. I don't really know how mm-hmm. else to explain it. Other than that, when you're in it, I feel like you don't realize that, but with hindsight, I look back and I even see those pictures like on my Instagram or someone will send me like, Oh, this happened five years ago. And I'll look at it and I'm like, damn, I was so skinny. I wasn't eating. I like wasn't sleeping very well. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, I think having a rocky relationship definitely contributes to some of those, um, body image issues and, you know, um, not fully loving myself and then um something switched in me I think maybe like two years down the line of dating um that person and I just was like I cannot continue on with my life this way um Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of I didn't love myself and so in reflection um the person that I was with didn't really love me. And I feel like they didn't really know me. Mm. So I had to really just, I don't know what I don't, I honestly, there wasn't like a moment that I just was like, Oh my God, this is it. And I think, I think maybe my sister saying something, actually I do, there is a moment. So my sister came to visit us in Florida. She lives in Missouri and um, she brought all of her kids down and her husband. And she like said to my mom something like, she's so skinny. Is she doing drugs? And I was like, whoa, like I'm not doing drugs. I'm, what am I? Like, what's going on? How am I like, is there something wrong with me? So then I started really overthinking where I was in life. And it wasn't until six to 10 months later that I fully committed to just really bettering myself and kind of, um, analyzing where I was at the time and realizing, okay, I'm not happy at all. Um, and I've been putting on this front for everyone around me as though I am. And also that I'm super healthy and I'm in the gym all the time. And there was just a lot. I, I don't, um, I didn't like wrap the story up kind of just going off of what comes up in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were definitely just a lot of things that I was like, whoa, this is totally out of alignment with who I am and who I want to be and who I feel like should be with me and like how I want to be loved. And there was just a lot of things not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> that, that summer I ended it with my ex and we had, or I had went on this journey of just kind of self-discovery, trying to figure out where, who is Serena and when did I lose her and that Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, And throughout that, I actually decided to be vegetarian. First, it was like, I'm going to be vegan. And then I just couldn't really keep up with that. Like (laughs) I wasn't, I didn't have the knowledge that I do now with uh, like my background as a health coach um, and, you know, learning, recipes and the people that I've met there are so many good vegan meals that I could make now but then it was like lettuce and carrots like I didn't know what else to eat so being vegetarian really opened my eyes to a way of life that I hadn't lived yet and um I think it brought a whole new aspect of me being healthy 
into my life. And in that time frame, I also went through going to therapy and trying to dive into why I thought that and what were the reasons that made me feel like I wasn't enough and I wasn't allowed to eat that day or this, that, and the other. Um, and honestly, I, I think that it was, it was therapy and it was learning or just choosing myself over everyone else that helped me get out of a dark place mm-hmm. that not a lot of people really knew I was in. Um, and from then, I just kind of explored with what I like to do and what I like to eat. And it wasn't until I joined my nutrition school that I really like listened to my body and like ate what I wanted to when I wanted to, learned about foods through Ayurveda that are beneficial for my like mind body type. And, um, and now I'm just, I just really want to be here for everyone else that kind of goes through that same thing where, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I dabbled in literally every aspect of it, even to the point where when I was in school, um, I can't remember the like actual word for it, but it's where you get so picky about your food that you only want organic. You only want, um, I think it's like oral asphyxiation. I'm not, maybe not that, I don't know, but, um, I was so picky. I was like, I can't eat anything unless it's organic and I have to clean it three times. And like, I got to the point where I was like, okay, now I'm going in the opposite direction of, you know, not, not binge eating, not bulimia, not anorexia, not starving myself, none of that. Now I'm like kind of starving myself in a way where I, I like just don't think any food is good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of level out again. And I feel like it's a constant journey for anyone that does struggle with body image and um, not a constant struggle, but you do just have to reevaluate where you're at and like balance yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm like, <laughs> if I'm making sense, yeah. but no, you are. You're making perfect sense. And I'm just holding space to listen. Um, I appreciate your vulnerability and I've heard a version of this a lot. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I appreciate you sharing your story. What are some of the thoughts or like um, ways you would talk to yourself during all of this? Um, I think every stage of life is different. So like for a teenager me, I would probably say like, it gets better and it doesn't matter what everyone else says about you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you like you, if you like wearing X, if you like, you know, eating this, just eat that. If you want to work out, work out, not because you ate a muffin for breakfast, Mm -hmm. but because you actually like working out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think for like my early adulthood phase, so like, you know, 19 to like 22 I would probably say um dump him no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously sometimes you when you I would probably say love yourself more and evaluate who's in your life um because there were a lot of people that I just allowed allowed to you know wasn't just my relationship um with my boyfriend at the time, but just even friends, Mm -hmm. um, that I was around that, you know, had, had an effect on my mind and what I was thinking. And I think, uh, I 
heard a saying or read a saying, I don't know who it was by, but it, it is like you are your five closest friends. Mm-hmm. So the people you're around is who you are kind of builds mm-hmm. you, you know? So I think that that really clicked in that time frame. Um, and then for, for this time frame, I would say just trust the process and, and follow your intuition. Mm-hmm. So I think after you get out of high school and you're, you know, after you're 21 and maybe you graduate college or whatever it is that you're doing, um, this is the time frame where you've kind of learned, I mean, everyone, I, you're always a student, but you kind of have figured yourself out and you can direct yourself. You don't need to go to guidance from everyone else, mm-hmm. just listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. So those are little pieces of advice for every age. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever notice that there was like a, um, a theme of like, Like, did you ever notice that there was, like, negative self-talk going on during these periods of time? Like, was there a theme to it or? Yeah, for sure. I think I, a theme. Um, The negative self-talk, I think, definitely goes along with, with why I didn't really love myself or why I felt the need to work out all the time. It was, you know, a repetitive I don't like this part of your body. You're mm-hmm. fat. You have, you're so bloated in your stomach area. Your, your arms are flabby. You know, like there was a lot of, would look in the mirror and like, gosh, your boobs are so small. You know, mm-hmm. like there, it was everything. I mean, anything you can say to yourself that's mean. I don't, I never was the person that would say this out loud. It wasn't like, a you know, that mean girl mm-hmm. scene where they're like, I, <laughs> she's like, Festival's not in the morning. Like it was, there was never a moment like that with my friends where I was like, oh, I'm so blah. But it was a lot of internal, um, just, I was just definitely mean to myself for mm-hmm. no reason sometimes. I mean, I would have all day, like it would be like my birthday or something, and everyone would be like, you look so pretty. Like, oh my gosh, your outfit's so cute. Like, happy birthday. We all love you. And then I would go to the bathroom and I would look at, like I just ate a meal with my friends and I'd be like, gosh, you, you just look gross. And like, that's not true. I mean, like in the birthday that I'm thinking of, that was literally the skinniest I'd ever been. And, uh, it's just funny how your mind can, can play tricks on you if, if you let it. And, um, I did start talking to myself, like how I wanted to be loved and what I wanted to call in. I started treating myself that way. And, uh, I mean, that was probably the moment that everything changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that answers the theme part yeah. of it. But. Yeah, it does. So I have a question. You can answer it or not. Yeah. What was it like for you when you had gone to your mom in this place of like vulnerability and said, you know, I'm having some struggles with my body. I don't really know what's going on. I'm feeling sad. And she's like, here's a gym membership. Um, so I, I wanted it to, it honestly depended on when I would go to her, how I would go to her. Sometimes she would be like, you're not fat. Like you're beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. almost like I can see where she's coming from. Just trying to like, tell me what she thinks. But a lot of the time, like I did just want someone to like, to just be there to listen. And, and she'd, I was the one that was like, I want to get a gym membership. And she, 
she had like a coworker that she knew um, that was now like a physical trainer and his wife also worked there. So I felt super comfortable going to them and telling them like my weight and what my goals were. And ultimately I think it was a part of my journey to go to that gym and uh, a year and a half later, I also like visited a nutritionist and all of that really formed talking to the professionals and not just, you know, like just going to planet fitness or something like actually getting someone that knew what they were talking about and helped me change, just putting knowledge behind my ego. And then like myself that just didn't, didn't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was, that time specifically was actually very like monumental for me. It really Mm -hmm. helped me that she supported me in that way. But there were other times throughout the journey that I would talk to her about it. And I think because maybe she, she didn't look like me. She was a lot more curvy, like in high school. I mean, my mom's beautiful. Um, but I have more of like my dad's frame. Like I'm very Mm -hmm. like I'm curvy too, but I got more of my dad's frame. So I think she would look at me and be like, you're literally perfect. And would kind of like brush under the rug that I still felt those feelings. You know, it doesn't matter what you actually look like. There was something like possibly like a chemical imbalance going on in my brain that I just could not get over whatever was leading me to that, you know, certain there were, there were a lot of moments growing up. I feel like, I feel like nowadays and I'm not in high school, so it's easy to, uh, easy to be like, they didn't go through what we went through, but I swear that like bullying was so different. We were also like the start of cyber bullying. So like someone would take a picture of me from behind and like post it to like a page and like everyone would be talking about it. And it's just, that's like so scarring. And that was before, before people were like, that's wrong, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there was an, an era of, like, regular bullying, and then we also grew up with the start of cyberbullying, and then there was a time frame where cyberbullying was really frowned upon and not okay, and I think now we're back to, like, cancel culture, mm-hmm. cyberbullying, possibly. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I, everything you're saying, I think, is really... Um... I'm feeling the energy behind it. I feel your vulnerability and spirit. And I love how you just show up authentically and you say what comes. Um, I guess if the last thing I kind of have in my mind is, is there anything that you learned in therapy that really stuck with you or helped you through this journey? About yourself, about disordered eating, either way. Yeah, th- Honestly, so much. I would say that there are like so many golden nuggets that I pulled from therapy. Let me think about, um, let's see. So I would say there's like a two piece to that. So the first one is, uh, I don't know if you've ever done this with one of your clients, but that like, I think it's like the circle of control, like what you can control. And it's like your, your mind, your thoughts, your actions, you know, your body, like everything in that circle that starts with you or I is something that you, you could have control over, but you cannot control anything outside of that. Somebody else's thoughts, somebody else's reaction, somebody Mm -hmm. else's whatever, like whatever they, somebody else does, that's not something that you can control. And then further into that, um, I always, sorry, 
I always made excuses for other people that would hurt me. So it was their action, whether or not they meant to hurt me or whatever, they, they did say that. So like, let's just, you know, like, for example, Serena's, Serena's so fat, whatever. That person did say that. And they, they did think that. And I can't sit over here and be like, oh, but they, they didn't mean to hurt my feelings. And like, it's me, like I am fat, you know, like I was almost gaslighting myself into believing everything hurtful that people did to me. Mm -hmm. Um, at, at one point, my therapist had to be like, no, your ex-boyfriend was was a bad guy at the time. He was not treating you like a good person. So um, I think just knowing that you have the power to change your life and you can control things when it comes to you. Mm -hmm. And also, don't make excuses for other people. Don't, don't let, like, what they've done... <sighs> I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I just don't let what other people, mm, I think it makes sense. I think I've already kind of said it and it, mm -hmm. it makes sense, but just don't, don't, um, don't gaslight yourself mm -hmm. into thinking that what they're doing to you is, is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as just disordered eating, um, honestly, just love yourself. Let yourself eat the piece of cake if you want. I mean, everything in moderation. And I think that goes for almost everything in life. Um, you know, you, when you hang out with your best friend for three weeks in a row, that's not moderation. And you guys are bound to get sick of each other. Like, um, if you eat a whole cake at 10 p.m. at night, like, that's not moderation. You're going to feel bad about yourself. But if you let yourself enjoy a piece of cake when it's your birthday or you just won like city championship, like let those moments of love and light come in and don't, you know, don't rob yourself of that joy mm -hmm. if it involves food, you know, mm -hmm. cause some people, I love eating. I like love going to fancy restaurants now, but 15 year old me or 18 year old me would be like, um, can I, can you take the butter off that fish? And can you like, there's no cheese that I can have on that. And like this, that, and the other. And it's like, just allow yourself. If you don't have like an actual dietary allergy restriction, just allow yourself to enjoy it. You know? I love that. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, well, I am a holistic health coach. So if you feel like you're struggling with something along these lines, um, anything in that realm, I've been there probably. Um, I know I didn't go super into depth, um, kind of just gave everybody like an overview of what I've been through, but I really feel like I've been through it all. And I want to hold space for anyone that's listening to this that needs help or doesn't know where to start, or maybe just has felt alone, has heard my story and connects to me now. Like I come to me, <laughs> I would love to help you. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll put your Instagram in the show notes for people. Perfect. perfect. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah.